What it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and you are tuned in to Season 3, Episode 3 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. I'm not in the digital studio solo, folks. My partners in crime are here. We have Des, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? I'm doing well, doing well. feel like I've actually recovered from that three-hour show that we did last time. <laughs> that was – and it's, I was listening to it again, and I saw – sorry, I was listening to it, and I heard that. We're like, oh, we're not going to go over everything, and then we won't, pretty much went over everything. So thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who actually stayed and, and listened. You know, thank you for everyone who stayed and listened. You, you, God bless you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's the Gaming Vessels Island. It's a three-hour tour. No, a three-hour three tour. I mean, as part of that – Y'all are thinking you're, you got lost, right? Yes. <laughs> got, got stranded with the, the professor and, uh, you know, Marianne. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes you Gilligan, huh, Joe? <laughs> I, I, was, I, I thought I was more skipper, but, you know, hey. Uh, there you go. Hey, little buddy. Hey. <laughs> and that other voice you heard is Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, amigo? Nothing. Just uh, relaxing after killing myself with all the overtime this week. I had to make up for being on vacay last week. So so I worked a, a grand total, a grand total of like 27 extra hours on top of my 40-hour bid. So, so just trying to save up some money so I can move. That's so, it, so. so am I – did I hear this correctly? You do know you get paid when you're on vacation, right? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, right now I'm having to pay for no, the I house get, I'm trying to I sell get, and get also I, get my first and last going on. So, you know. I get it. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know. The running with Sam for a hardest working man in podcasting. Yep. Didn't know it was Jamaican, y'all. Didn't know Joe was Jamaican. <laughs> and God forbid, I bought a game at retail fun. this week. Oh, my God. So you did what? I bought a game at full retail price. Who full are you? Price. How, did, how I, did that happen? Um, I was looking to pair up something with Prime to get over the oh, 35 bucks for see. the one-day free shipping. And so uh, it's okay. like, okay. So you so you were trying to work a deal and had to pay. Okay, I see. Yeah. Makes sense. I picked up I picked up Owlboy for the PS4, so eh, that's which you got a good game, you know. And 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 by saying he, he paid full price, isn't that game only like thirty dollars? That's thirty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Owlboy. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that a is that a platformer? It like, is a platformer, indie platformer. So looks pretty good too. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty then. Well, while we're talking about games, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about what we've been playing over this past week or so? So, Joe, why don't you hit us off with uh, what you've been gaming? <laughs> uh, not much. Uh, what I have been playing basically is uh, some Everybody's Golf on there. Still enjoying that quite a bit. Um, picked up uh, Suzuki as my latest caddy de jour on there. So uh, um, I'm glad I'm not uh, 
Asian American because I mean I could maybe construe him almost as being like a a house Asian in a way just as a demeanor and everything. House Asian. So I, I need clarification on that one, sir. <laughs> Uh, that's a. I, I would stop right there, Joe. Okay. I would just not. Well, I, I just, I kind of taken it back because of the way his, his wow. speak and everything, as far as talking about. Oh yeah, oh now no, I'm talking stop, like in stop, the stop. Uh, Asian voice. You know, this is kind of taken it back. I just hope. <laughs> well, one thing, gotta, one thing you got to think about is like this was made by Japanese people, so you know it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So let's got to leave it at that. Yeah. There's a Mr. Popo. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, every, but, everyone in that game looks kind of weird anyway. So it's just kind of, yeah, I know I could appreciate it. It's super deformed. It's like an exaggerated kind of thing. I don't think it's bordering on any sort of a racism, even though, you know, I wish in a way it's like, you know, they would have toned it down just a shade, but that's how that character has been all throughout the hotshot series. So, you know, it's just kind of a gentle reminder as, as far as maybe not to take it so damn seriously too. So just looking at it, but, uh, I'm up to level four on my courses, so I'm just making my way through, and then of course powering up my, uh, uh, you know, my clubs and my power on there. I'm starting to mess around with uh, more of the like control club, and also the one that deals with a lot of the curve shots and that kind of thing. So on that. So uh, other than that, uh, played some more of the Crew Two beta on there. It's something where I play for like about 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and it's like I'm tired and I just don't want to play anymore. It doesn't. It's not hooking into me for some reason. Uh, this time the like social media like, hey, get some more views, you know, get some more loot, and that stuff was okay. I mean, it's not as egregious as when I first played it, but still, it's just. Uh, I'm I'm kind of iffy about buying the game proper once it comes out, but I'm going to give it a dabble or two, like either tonight or tomorrow, kind of spend a little bit more time with it on there. I kind of like the off-road racing on there, but it's more where you are just racing for time uh, as far as getting to a destination in a certain amount of time on there. And so, and, and the racing seems like it's cool. I want to kind of play around with the uh, motorboat racing a little bit more too as well so just to get a feel for that on that so but uh, other than that that's pretty much my gaming this week so what you been gaming, what you been gaming with Des? Um, actually I've been trying to get my money's worth on this Xbox so I've been playing it mostly else going for you um, I have to say it's been fun playing all these old retro games. So literally, I you know bought a retro console, so it's good. Um, oh. <laughs> I've been playing Knights of the Old Republic, and then I started playing uh, Mass Effect. Uh, so yeah, trying to. I've never again. I like I said in the last episode, I never. I paid all of them except for the third one, and I've um, almost beat the first one. Didn't get too far on the second one, so I'm just gonna be like, hey, you know, let's see what's going on. The new games that I started playing was a Sunset Overdrive. That's just, you know, a whatever game. Uh, you just kind of grind and just, you know, they curse and swear. And it's like, you know, radical. So <laughs> that is what it is. Um, 
it's, I mean, it's been a fun game. Um, and the other game that I've really been enjoying uh, is ReCore. I know people, you know, didn't. I don't know. I, I thought that Joe and I have spoken about that game, and and I really like the uh, platforming aspect of it. I like the the custom the, the custom stuff you can do with your with your bots, your core bots, with the dog, and then the weird octopus one. And I'm just just having a blast going through and doing the jumping puzzles and and the timing and and all that other stuff it's just a really good i think it's a really solid platformer i'm playing the definitive edition i did i am playing it from my my games pass i'm really trying to get the best out of that dollar game pass um do i think that i'm going to keep the game pass Uh, i don't know I, i really don't know if i'm gonna if i'm gonna spend time and 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 keep that as well as paying um the the xbox gold um experience (laughs) maybe i don't know but then you know they're all talking about playstations coming out with their streaming service so who knows you know what's going to be happening nowadays so at this point i'm not so sure uh what's going to happen but i've been enjoying my xbox so far um mostly mostly through nostalgia I'm not gonna lie, mostly through nostalgia, but but the games that I've been playing so far have have been fun, and I haven't really touched my um, my PS4 since the Xbox has come in. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Mm-mm. King of the Castle is being challenged. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> oh, I, I, the, the nostalgia will wear off, I, and once I beat Recore, we'll go on. I also bought um, I also bought uh, Batman Arkham Knight. And I got that for the Xbox specifically, so I had a reason to play the Xbox. I had it for PS4, played it. I didn't really, it didn't really drive with me the first time. I beat the first two and all the DLC for the first two. So I'm a huge, you know, comic book person. Not so much a Batman fan, but I really like the combat on it. Um, but, but I'm gonna probably play that next and and see if I can really get into it. The the um, the Batmobile combat. And the controls of that were kind of like, mm. so I'm not sure, but but that's probably the next game I'm going to play. And then I'm continuing to play Mad Max on the PS4. That game keeps calling me back because it has that similar gameplay of uh, of Batman because of the I, I've always liked that intuitive kind of like, you know, hit wide a parry kind of situation. And I was watching some stuff about Spider-Man and Spider-Man kind of has that, too, because when you see his um his uh, spider sense that's his that's his dodge sort of thing so i don't know I'm, i just I, I love that play mechanic so so the more games i have that you know the more games i'm gonna play so that's pretty much what i've been playing hey desmond i had a question for you how you do you like games games pass i know you got on the trial so um i'm liking it so far um the games that they have are okay i'm just uh, the thing that I that I worry about is is the is the rotating games. You know, I I would like it better if they just had it there and it just stayed there. You know what I'm talking about? And it didn't rotate out because if I'm sitting in a game and then like boop, it's gonna rotate out. Then you know, and then like fresh games are coming in. That's great for the fresh games. So what happens about the games that I'm still playing? You know, I, I want that ability to take to take time. And I know you know they don't. That's how I guess um, Netflix is. Netflix doesn't keep all their all of their stuff on there. But come on, you know Netflix doesn't own all of the all of the uh, movies that or the or the movies that they're showing. So of course you know the, their their availability is gonna gonna rotate out. But Microsoft like they have these games. You know they're they're on it unless they don't want to 
pay the publishers or it's a publishing deal or something like that. I really don't know personally. You know, if someone in the if someone in the comments, you know, or on Twitter knows uh, about that, please, you know, fill us in, you know, fill me in because I really don't know. That's one thing that that, that I don't that I'm not happy about. But, you know, I don't know. Uh the service itself ooh, I mean, I I'm, I'm playing Mass Effect, you know, and I'm playing uh uh, Star Wars, uh, Couture, Knights of the Old Republic. So, like, I'm using it. Um, granted, I could go just buy the game for a dollar <laughs> or something, five dollars, and then just you know own the game. But sometimes I don't want to have a collection of old super games because I guess what I could do technically is just look at what the list is and just go to your house, Joe, and, and borrow some of your 360 <laughs> games. <laughs> You know, oh, I mean, technically, I mean, if, if they're backwards compatible and you just and you just have to show that you, you have to have the games. disc. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, hell, I, I ain't your game library. Come on. Yes, you are. <laughs> but but the, the answer to your problem, Des, is you have to buy if you're, you buy those games through Games Pass. And once you download, once you buy them, you can download them anytime. That's true. Yeah. yeah so it's just that you're utilizing them through Games Pass without making that purchase. And that's what has them at risk of being rotated out. That's but I but that's what they use as the hook, you know, okay. to get you yeah. to spend more money. And there was only like I think they just rotated some games out, and they only had like three games go out. Uh, the games passed this month. Like Resident Evil Six was the most notable one on there. So on that so i mean they'll let you know ahead of time that way just in case if you do want to buy a game that you've been enjoying you could buy it at a discount price because you could only buy it through your games pass subscription so that's that's kind of a cool thing if need be and you know grant i think most of the games on games pass are you know not you know mid-tier they're mid-tier games you know games that retail for you know 20 bucks or less usually and then, then of course all the microsoft first party titles as well so cool um but yeah, uh, Kev, what have you been playing right now? Well, I've been playing some Far Cry Five. What? I've been, Far Cry Five. Yeah. Yep. Far Cry Five. Yeah. I've been I've been getting my PC elitist on. And okay. uh that is what I've been playing. Uh, you know, I um I'm liking this game a lot more than I thought I would. Um and the other far the the prior ones have been kind of hit hit or miss with me. Like I really liked Primal, and a lot of people just hated Primal because they thought it was like just for reskinned it with uh, uh, you know mammoths and cavemen, uh, which I guess it was because I think the maps were the same or either, it was either four or three. I can't remember which, but um, I'm really liking I'm really liking uh, this game. Uh, I don't think there's as much weapon variety. Uh, at least I haven't unlocked uh, unlocked them. I'm kind of going taking this section by section. I'm not going for a hundred percent in this game. I'm just trying to maximize my um, weapons and abilities before I move on to the next section. Uh, so that's kind of sort of how I'm um, almost min-maxing each little section that comes up. I already I have my dog Boomer, and Boomer is pretty cool. <laughs> the uh, un, the un, indestructible dog. Um, yeah, he killed a mountain lion. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. So. Sounds like Meowth. <laughs> There's like some Cujo shit going on right yeah, now. Exactly. Yeesh. 
<laughs> so uh, right now, uh, Boomer is my de facto, uh, what they call uh, high level or elite partner. They have an, an elite's probably not what they use, but I'm in, I'm really enjoying that game. Um, like I said, when I played it at the at PSX. I was having some hit detection problems, so I don't know what it was with the build uh, that they had. I was, um, I'm was i using the uh, rifle. I have two different rifles, and in the PC version, you know, wherever the cursor is is where the bullet goes, and I'm, I'm really enjoying the game. Uh, played the Crew 2 beta, and I, I'm with you, Joe. The multi the the social media bent of this game is is annoying as i don't know what i mean i'm ready to choke everybody (laughs) that i've come across that's mentioned you need to get you need to get your viewers you need to get your likes you know yeah pokes Uh, that that's just irritating take take pictures to get more (laughs) it's like yeah i don't want to sit here and take pictures man i'm throwing a race yeah exactly Uh, an old man that's like noon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, the on the plus side, the driving is way better than the first game. Uh, on the negative side, is is still not great, and that's really what my biggest hang up is with this beta so far. Um, turning and uh, drifting around corners. I know that there are drift events that you can do. I guess that's where you do your drifting, but. You know, I'm still looking for that um, that not necessarily even an arcade racer, but that game, you know, that at least strikes a perfect medium between the two. And what I noticed in the crew, in the crew two, the cars still feel floaty, not as floaty as the first game, but they're still floaty. And I just don't have a real sense of control. Um Right now, I see the crown for for the best kind of mid midpoint driving game is still Grid Two, and I have that on PC. The, all the cars feel planted, and yet you you're taking turns a lot faster than you can in real life, and you, you you've got your uh, re- rewind button and all that good stuff in Grid Two, and and Grid Two also has a social media hook because you're trying to get. Um, uh, you're trying to get follows on social media. I think Grid Two kind of came out on the riding the crest of social media, uh, but they do it in a lot more palatable way than they do in the Crew Two. So, um, yeah. So I think Crew Two is going to be a pass for me. Uh, playing, been playing some Destiny Two. I still haven't done the um, uh, Horde mode. Whatever I can I can't remember the proper name for it. I still haven't done the horde mode yet. I've done I've been messing around with the Iron Banner and doing some of that, and I did that until I met my uh, power armor criteria, and so I'm kind of done with that. So I've got a couple more more events to do, and I might try doing them sometime tonight just to get the last of my um, uh, power. By power gear requirements before the reset, and the other game I've been playing is called Please Steam. Don't take all my money, uh, because for those who may not know, is the Steam Summer Steam Sale. Steam <laughs> yep. Sale. And um, 
Wow, I found some, I, I, I say gems, I put gems in quotations because I don't know if they're actually going to be gems or not um, because I haven't played them yet. <laughs> but they, they're they ranging in prices for like five to nine bucks. I don't think I have anything in my in my queue that's over like nine, $9 or so, but... There's there's some pretty interesting some pretty interesting games in in here like um, I got one uh, what was it called uh, the it, it's like the the something of of, of it, it, it basically I can't remember the name of it now but it's basically Shaft meets Tomb Raider and you're this 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 brother man that looks like a throwback from 1970 shaft and you <laughs> really <laughs> yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to I, picture that i you know i've got my steam app up right now if i can find the name of it unfortunately my um uh, that came out came out for 360 as well i think it's like marcus something i'm trying to think here yeah, it is called. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, well, it's not in my because I bought it. So, but it hasn't shown up in my library yet. But uh, it's got something like the something adventures of of somebody. But anyway, um, I got that. I I bought uh, another. I got a, bought another one called. Um, okay. Yeah, what I found it. Time? What, yeah, what you, yeah, what it? Is it Marlo Briggs in the Mask of Death? Yeah, yeah. Marlo Mar- Briggs <laughs> in the Mask of Death. Yeah. Show you right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marlo so Briggs. I got, I got that one. I got Blades of Time. Uh, I picked up Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z. Don't ask me why, but it was, you know, six bucks. So I'm yeah, like, that's why you got it. It's six dollars. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, and I also got uh, a uh, Suda Suda Fifty One game that they had for six bucks too. It was um, uh, anyway. Shadows uh, of the Dam, maybe not Shadows of the Dam. I looked for that. It's not on your Steam. Didn't you just pick that up, Joe? Yeah, I just picked that up for three sixty. Uh, no, kill, it's uh, Killer Seven. Oh, Killer um, Seven, yeah, yeah okay. Killer Seven. They have a Steam version of that, so I picked that up for six bucks. So, there's some other games, some other games out there that are uh, that I'm probably going to wind up getting. They have this one that looks like kind of that's kind of funky. It's like uh, it's basically reverse um, uh, uh, Earth Defense Force. You're this. Um, you're you're you are this this basically you're Superman, all right, and you have to destroy the aliens without causing too much destruction in the city. So like you can't be killed. So the whole thing is like it's like a physics game. So you're punching like these capital ships and not trying to knock them back, you know, destroy them, you know, up away from the city because every action you do is just ridiculously destructive so you actually lose i guess you lose health by causing damage to the innocents in the city because you're trying to protect them so um that's that's called rain rainfall and Mm. uh that one looks like it could be kind of interesting but yeah there's some um 
some curious gems in there. I'll say curious gems because I don't know if they're hidden gems or not because I haven't played the games yet. And lastly, I picked up uh, Mario Tennis. Uh, I haven't played it yet. Uh, kind of sort of mixed reviews out there, but the the general consensus is is that the game is more difficult than its prior versions, which doesn't bother me at all because uh, at least from the gameplay that I've seen, it looks like I'm going to have some fun playing it. And my nieces, my nieces and nephews love my Mario Tennis, so I'm going to have to buy some extra pro controllers or some joy cons or something because i know the minute they see that game on my shelf that's that's what we're going to be doing (laughs) i I already know that and the last game i've been playing is the fight stick shuffle oh yeah i i told myself i was not going to buy another fight stick uh for this generation and uh i lied to myself Nah. So it's just a matter of deciding which one. I'm going to go with one of one of two. They're both made by the same company, and I kind I can kick myself in my own gut because the stick that I wanted was on sale at Amazon a week and a half ago, but we had plumbing issues that we needed to be taken care of. And I couldn't do both. <laughs> so uh, the one that they had on, so they had the, con, the Amazon had the Conba Dragon, which is like right now it's a three hundred dollar stick. They had that for uh, one ninety five, and I kick myself in the teeth for not for not jumping on it when I should have. But it's either going to be the Quam, the Quamba Dragon or the Quamba Obsidian. And they're both they both got the same parts in them, but the dragon is just like the it's like the pimp daddy Mac of fight sticks right now. It's like this big heavy hunk of steel that doesn't move when you sit it down and uh, it's like super moddable. but the funny thing about it is that nobody that owns the stick, at least in the uh, YouTube videos that I've looked at, I've only seen like one person that modded it. Everybody else is just like, I don't want to touch anything about this fight stick because it's practically perfect. So um, probably the Obsidian is the smarter choice, but uh, I really like the Dragon because it's, it's, it's like this big, heavy hunk of accessory that just sits planted wherever you put it. And it, it's got uh, Sanwa, all, you know, Sanwa parts, just like the uh, TE2 fight sticks did. And unfortunately... The pro I would have gotten another TE stick, but they have them. But it, there is weird, like there is like weird pricing with the TE two sticks. Like some of them um, went from third party sellers are selling for as much as four hundred bucks, and I'm, I'm not hmm. paying hundred dollars. I mean, you know, for a fight stick, you know. Probably playing th- close to three hundred dollars for a fight stick is is, is dumb too. But um, the problem with the TEs is that they don't have a three point five millimeter jack, so there's no way to be in a uh, in a in a chat. Uh, I mean, you can using like uh, you know third party apps or if you have like a, uh, a Bluetooth headset. I think there are some Bluetooth headsets that are compatible with PS with PlayStation. I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh, I just want to use a, a, a 3.5 uh, headset jack. And 
the Quambas and the Razors have them. The uh, the new Horries have them. Um, but and the reason I didn't want to go with Hori is because it's a pain in the butt to mod the stick with an eight way gate. Because I've done that with mine, and I did that. I did that with my Hori Real Arcade Pro. And the problem with that is that the third party gate. That you have to, you can use a JLF gate with it, but you got to drill, and I don't want to drill because uh, power tools in my hands is 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 a, 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 a not a good mix. So uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm going with it's, it's going to be a Quamba. I, I I should get the Obsidian, but uh, I really want the Dragon. <laughs> And I've probably gone to to uh, inside baseball on fight sticks for most of our listeners, but uh, that is what I've been doing this week. So with that, I think we're going to jump into some newsy news. So Trader Joe, why don't you hit us with some news nuggets, my friend? You got it, man. Um, first off, uh, Amazon Japan has placed up on their website a few days ago. SNK has revealed the Japanese release date for the Neo Geo Mini on there. So it's going to launch in Japan on July 24th. Um, it's going to retail for a hot 12,420 yen, which translates to 113 bucks in United States dollars on there. So uh, pre-orders were available on Amazon that code.jp on there and they do ship to the u.s on there so and then they also had of course both the uh, black and white neo geo cdz controllers of course along with uh, i think some screens as well on there uh so like you could put like some um screen protectors on the little mini cab on there so nothing has been announced yet for as far as the u.s release for this and i saw this go up and of course because it, when it's coming out I want to save my ducats for you know my move mm-hmm. and so I just kind of I'm waiting to see what happens with the um, uh, US release on this but uh, you know I, I will definitely be buying this in a, one way it's another they even had branded Neo Geo HDMI cords as well Wow. <laughs> on the website. And also they had also as well uh, four different uh, little cardboard uh, cutouts that you could put in your mini cab to alternate as far as what's on the um, cabinet up above uh, available on Amazon. And so uh, definitely um, I'm so excited. For SNK it. Labo? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so. I'm going to have to say no to that. I'm going to stop you right there. All right. But, uh, I'll see about, I'll see, I'll see about mean, buying we, you a Labo for uh, for your birthday, Joe. No, no Labo, man. I got enough cardboard <laughs> with all the damn boxes I have in my garage. <laughs> I could probably make a uh, like a uh, 20-foot high like Optimus Prime out of all the boxes once they get done unpacking. So You're more than meets the eye. Um, so for me... I don't know. I think it might be fun. I'm probably going to play uh, play yours first uh, to see if I like it, and then I'll get my own. I think there's a – there's still – have now, they've confirmed that there's going to be different games on the Japanese and the Western releases of this, right? Correct, yeah. There's more fighting games on the Japanese release versus the American release on there. American release has more of a action-oriented uh, 
a lineup on there. So there's certain games that are on the uh, U.S. Uh, Neo Geo Mini that are not going to be on the Japanese and vice versa on there. Bummer, bummer for me, I believe, is that it doesn't come out with uh, one of my favorite Fatal Fury titles, which is uh, Fatal Fury Robot 2 on there. So, And then I was looking forward to also playing around with the Fatal Fury Robot special, but I believe the only Fatal Fury they have on there uh, as far as real bout is uh, Fatal Fury, real bout Fatal Fury, and not uh, the special on there. To me, it's like you're kind of oh. missing it. I know real they have real bout two on the Japanese one, but I don't. They don't have real bout two on the U.S. release. US so it's kind of weird. Yeah, there's there's some games uh, like left off on there. So well, I'm just are the oh, games can be able to come later, or is this no? <laughs> Uh, this is a, I think a one and done kind of thing. Okay. I don't think you, uh, they're going to add a different games, but I'm just hoping the same thing with the uh, Nintendo NES Mini that you know there'll be a hack out there for it to be able to plug in the rest of the games. Hopefully, on there or to maybe be able to cycle some of the stuff out that you know maybe I wouldn't want to play even if it's on it. You know, <laughs> on there so. You know, especially, I mean, there's probably some Geo games like, you know, Ninja Commando or Burning Fight where, you know, I don't need no, like, third par, like, Final Fight game or something mm. on there. You know, give me give me some goodness on there because, you know, as much as I love Neo Geo, every game for the system is not the end-all, be-all goodness on there. You know, it might be heresy for mm. some people, but... Uh, mm, yeah, I think the uh, does, I think the U.S. one has the Akari Warriors on it, doesn't it? The, no. Like Victory, it doesn't nope. have Victory Road? Nope, you're getting it confused with the SNK Classics collection that's coming out for the Switch in October. I mean, that's oh, almost. okay. Okay. Well, maybe I'll yeah. just wait Which for Joe that. will be getting that, too. <laughs> oh, I, I would definitely be buying that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. coming out, I believe, uh, for the Switch and for the PS4 as well on there. And I'm, I'm down for some Akari Warriors, POW, and some Govelius, I think. It's not Govelius, uh, Crystallis. I'm getting my uh, Zelda clones mixed up. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want one of these mini cabs. Uh, yeah. Uh, that one of, one, of, one of them will wind up in, on my shelf at some point in time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, me too. And in fact, I'm going to grab a couple of the controllers. Hopefully, I'll be able to get the white controller on there. I was hoping that they would release a joystick for this, but I think the uh, CDZ controllers are quite excellent. I love the D-pad on those. I got those uh, for both PS2 and PS3 on there. So it's an awesome controller for, you know, King of Fighters and other games on the geo or you know if you're playing other geo games on your uh, current consoles on there i just uh you know it's, it's that sweet spot on there i just you know to me i wish they would have just put every neo geo game on there and just be they could have yeah, they could have yeah, yeah. I and I, 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 I guess the other thing that i i'm hoping is that the the one that has all the fighters uh, particularly the samurai showdown games they they don't have the sweat code activated or you or that you can put in the uh, the blood code because I've always thought that was just dumb. Uh, none of those games were were overly bloody. I mean, it, it, I just I just thought it was silly for them to 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 neuter 
even in that way, which is, you know, fairly not not taking anything away from the gameplay or anything. But, you know, oh, I hit you with my sword. Oh, my sweat just, just <laughs> <flew> everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's like, come oh, on. It's just the 90s, you know. And yeah. So, you you know, know, obviously some arcade operators didn't want the blood, especially for children, especially if it's in an arcade, you know. Mm-hmm. Remember how Mortal Kombat and, you know, Night Trap was something controversial back in the 90s. So, gosh, you know. Gosh. You know, got to think of the the times, you know. Someone's got to think about the children. Yeah, but one of these will wind up. So good stuff, good stuff. Good stuff. Also in the news, of course, this last week, uh, Nino Kune 2 has an update on there. So they uh, uh, basically updated the game to include a couple of new levels of difficulty, which can be selected at the beginning of the game. You can select both hard and expert modes. Also, you can be able to get new rare items and a plethora of tweaks and bug fixes with the latest uh, patch on there. So um, playing on harder difficulty modes won't just increase the level of challenge, but also the quality of dropped items in the frequency of drops on there so any thoughts on this you guys i know i haven't played it yet but i know desmond you dabbled in it a bit was it too easy to begin with is this something that might be beneficial for people out there that might be wanting to play on a harder difficulty possibly yeah i mean i i generally don't like a super hard difficulty because i find it can be somewhat frustrating but yeah i'm more i mean the game's not super hard it's just you know I think anything that makes makes the experience a little bit more or gives more to 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 the to the audience, I'm all for it. Is it necessary? Probably not. But hey, you know our game's necessary, really. <laughs> but um, but people are gonna like it. I think they should. I I think it's fine. Let's just put it like that. Yeah. Well, have you played kinda... it? Have you played it, Kev? I haven't, but I have not played it yet. Um, I want to. I'm definitely going to. Uh, but I just need to work it into the bat- backlog right now because right now I'm, I'm uh, uh, once I think once I get through get through Far Cry Five uh, and Yakuza, I think I'm going to jump into Horizon Zero Dawn because that is just that game playing that has just been way overdue. It's way overdue. So I'll get to it. What about you, Jeff? Um, if it's in the box right now, so obviously once I move and get it unpacked, <laughs> I will definitely play it right now. And, and to things till things settle down, I'm looking to play more like, uh, you know, just kind of Twitch games and stuff. I could relax and versus immersing myself because uh, once I do move, once I sell my house, uh, it's going to be OLED time up in this business. So I think OLED. <gasps> OLED with the Nino Kune 2 would probably be some goods on there. And as far as the difficulty, I do appreciate it because it kind of reminds me of uh, playing Blue Dragon back in the day on the 360 where, you know, the uh, normal mode was just way too easy. And yeah, it was. Uh, I, I remember playing it on uh, hard mode or the highest difficulty, and it actually added some um, added um, mix to the gameplay because of the fact of the difficulty being increased. So it just depends on that sweet spot with Nino Kone 2. Obviously, if normal mode's too easy, I think adding the hard and expert modes. And of course, you always have the um, added bonus of getting rare rewards by playing on the harder difficulty. So that's something to keep in mind on there. And one thing that's cool is that once you set it on harder expert, you can switch it back to normal at any time. So that's always good. So just in case on there. So kind of appreciate that 
on there. Almost in a way, it's just kind of odd to say, but sometimes games, at least nowadays, it seems like you know you're better off not playing it on release date on there because of the patches and the upgrades and everything. That you're better off maybe cycling back and going back to a game, especially if it's a single player game, like maybe six months to a year afterwards. Because after all the updates and fixes on there, it might make for a more complete experience than if you're going to hop on it day one on there. So kind of see that as being uh, kind of a a new thing with this uh, new era of gaming with all the updates being done and everything. So Cool. All right. Other news this week. Um, some Assassin's Creed Odyssey clarifications regarding tons of info about the game on there. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey creative director Jonathan Dumont did an AMA on Twitter and Reddit on there. And so they announced a lot of the different features of the game on there. So uh, they did state, uh, clarified that uh, there will be a full-fledged quest log system on there. And there will also be uh, separate systems that will have their own progress tracking an example, a mercenary system on there. Um, the physical copy of the game, because there's two protagonists, Alexios or Cassandra, will actually have a double-sided cover art that you could flip it just in case if you prefer the Cassandra side or the male uh, protagonist, which is Alexios on there. So, so I think that's a nice little touch that they added on that. Uh, for that um, they said that a fully dynamic weather system will be included in the game so you will have to sometimes you know sail in a storm if need be on there um, and then there's also going to be a uh, cannon uh, representing a novel featuring Cassandra and her journey in the game on there as well on there so and they did talk about too that there's uh, besides Leonidas uh, spear there'll be more pieces of Eden which is uh, all in the Greek folk- folklore uh, focused in the game as well and they're going to feature seven different biomes with many subregions that feature a different look and feel in the game so and then also they have nighttime um gameplay as well on there so you could be able to fight at night and whatnot so a lot of different things on there so also with the decisions with the uh, dialogue choices um it will actually impact the ending and the outcome of other quests on there as well so so any thoughts you guys with all the little features that are being added to this game i mean uh, pretty much just looking at all the different uh uh, progression systems built in the game and uh, being able to upgrade your ship and crew on there. It almost sounds like it's it's like Assassin's Creed has gone almost full RPG almost in a way. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they you get, they started leaning towards that with uh, Origins. Oh. Uh, the kind of leading... I mean, it's still action-packed, but uh, I mean, you, you, you upgrade your gear, you get better gear, better weapons, you know, things have levels to them. Uh, so it, I, I kind of like that. Um, as long as it doesn't take me out of the flow of the game uh, by up com- by upgrading and whatnot, if they can make that seamless, uh, but God, I haven't even started Origins yet. So, <laughs> I mean, neither have I. Neither have I. So you know, it's like this game's coming out hot and heavy right at the beginning of October. But the more I read about, it, the more I 
maybe I might just play this before I do Origins, maybe. So mm. and that's the trap, you know. It's like, do do I buy this at full retail price, even though I got you know some hot Assassin's Creed action just waiting for me that's already available and ready to go? You know, it's like it's like romancing the newest newest thing in the bar versus you know the one that you have on on the down. <laughs> yeah, no, you're. I mean, you're right. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, they they talked to them about going back to their to their yearly releases or whatever. They're um, and they, they they took a break and it's like now they're back and it's like okay. Yeah. Well, this is the same team that worked on Syndicate, and they were working on this game for three years. So I don't think they—I think it was right to come out at the time that they were preparing it. So I mean, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> granted, there might be some—you know—I um, uh, would say I wouldn't say fatigue in uh, having a newer Assassin's Creed come out just a year after Origins on there. But you know, if they could space them out better, I mean, they could even hell come up with a new Prince of Persia game every now and then, or, you know, everyone was crying for a new Splinter Cell, of course, on here. So on there, but, uh, other things mentioned in the game too, is that you have ability now to romance other characters on there, but the, uh, clothes will stay on during romantic scenes. So there's no boom, chicka, wow, wow. As far as this ain't the Witcher. Yeah. This ain't the Witcher, yes. I can uh, respect that because a lot of that's 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 not needed. It's not needed. I'm not trying to sound like Captain Prude here, but I mean, come on. Uh, it's a video game. It's not it's not pushing the story forward by by seeing the uh, uh, digital polygons bump ugly. So it's just <laughs> not getting anything done. And also, you could actually pet and tame many different animals in the game, so you might have Aww. animal companions. So that's kind of cool. So, so that's overall, cool. I think I think it's a good package that uh, Ubisoft has, and you know, even though it's going to sell quite a bit, you know, we'll have to see whether in on beginning of October whether we're going to pony up our cash or whether we got that you know Assassin's Creed backlog going on where you know. We'll have to see. I mean, see I've, I've actually been a fan of like Greek stuff, so, so I don't know. I, I mean, and they and they finally got away from that whole like three hundred thing. No, 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 yeah. no. Where where it's like you know, oh, we're going into whatever that membrane is, and it's a and it's a history lesson or whatever. It, they've gotten away from that, right? The whole Desmond guy and and it, yeah, the Desmond arc is done. Good. So now that we're actually done. back there, just playing those games, and there's no weird. You know, we're going back into the past. It's just like, no, well, this is just a game, right? No, it's not. There is a modern day story, and it's not optional on there. And yeah. the narrative choices that are made by the players might result in more present day content for those who want it, of course. So that was mentioned as well. So, and it's not optional. You do have to play the modern day story to kind of tap back into the um, uh, Greek era on uh, there. So there, I there will that. be. Like, they, don't, they never needed that. In my opinion, it just it's always been something that I never really I never really enjoyed. I was just like, oh, oh with the with the aminus and all that stuff. Yeah, that's I always thought that was dumb. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the way to kind of jump to different eras. But just like Call of Duty, where they're jumping through different timelines, I could see where they don't need that modern day story to kind of put you in there. You know, if you're going to make it about this era, make it about that era and not have to intersped with the, the animus and all that stuff. Yeah, I never again, I never enjoyed that. I've always just kind of like, ugh, you know, just just let us be there. You know, let us be there. Stop jumping back and forth like i i, I yeah. never liked that 
but whatever. it wasn't needed. It wasn't needed. I, I, and uh, from what I understand, the intent was to bring Assassin's Creed into current day and having a character that, you know, in this long, drawn out, mass effectish story where all these other prior games kind of converge into this last, the last game that's supposed to take place in the modern day. Uh, that that I think that that was what the idea was, but then when they killed off uh, the 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 Desmond story, when they ended his arc, that 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 obviously they had taken a, a, a change in direction uh, after that. So, would you guys want a like a futuristic Assassin's Creed, maybe yeah. set in the future? I, I think would. that would be. I think, that would, I think that'd I be, be. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent with Kev. That would be amazing. Hopefully, not make it like Crackdown, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, I don't think you would be like Crackdown. But but could you imagine a futuristic no. Assassin's Creed? You know, future like the year, you know, twenty two something. I mean, I mean, yeah. Except- you know, I don't know. I think I think, that'd be, I think that would be cool. You know, yeah. kind of remind me of that Prey Two original Bethesda demo from back in the day, where you're you're all like uh, playing a bounty hunter in the future and that kind of thing. Where I can imagine where if you're playing assassin in the future, just imagine just going all crazy with the whole lore and everything, because you know, uh, you know, they don't have to recreate an era. They're going to be creating a, their own world just off the cuff. You know, so. Or God forbid, even like put the Assassin's Creed game right in the Begone Good and Evil universe or something. You know, I think that would actually be kind of cool too. So, mm-hmm. so. Have, a, have a have an assassin monkey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kev. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it said Beyond Good and Evil. Or yeah, kill a pig. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Assassin pig. Yeah. You're not lying. <laughs> All right. Another news this week: uh, they had an interview with uh, Octopath Travelers producer Masahi Takahashi uh, recently. With uh, he did an interview with Denkai Online, which is a Japanese website, and he explained that the uh, game is not getting any DLC in the future. He said that uh, Octopath Traveler will launch as a complete product, so it will not be uh, any DLC. It's it's a complete product. On there, um, they did mention that the main quest will take players around 50 to 60 hours to complete. On there in testing, it took between 80 and 100 hours to complete all the sub-stories, optional dungeons, and other elements included. On there, a new game plus will not be available because the game is designed to be fully completed in one playthrough, they stated. So, on there. So, if you are interested in the game, it releases on July 13th on the Nintendo Switch. There is a prologue demo up on the eShop. And the cool thing about the prologue demo is that it is the first three the four hours of the game itself and it, your save will actually transfer over to the game itself once it does come out so any of y'all think that was a burn it might be a little bit of a burn because you know i know other games especially you can name like maybe uh square enix's final fantasy 15 with all the optional dlc afterwards on there i think you know in the way games wanted a deep dlc plan to prevent people from selling the game back 
you know, on there. But uh, I think it's good in an old school way just to go back to the way it used to be where, you know, a game is a game and that's it. You're you're buying your product and that is a book. Like, you know, and there's no added chapters, added on or anything. Imagine buying a book and, you know, you have to like, you know, maybe buy an addendum at the end to get an additional chapter or two, like, you know, your hot Stephen King novel or something, you know, <laughs> where you have to like, you know, get additional sub stories and all that by you know, buying additional things. I, I, I think it's quaint to be able to buy a game right then and there without having to, you know, worry about any additional season pass or DLC. So I don't know how you guys feel about it. Um, I thought it was a dig at first. I was like, damn, they dig in. They're talking. They're talking the ish. I think it's good though. I mean, it's uh, it's it's kind of a shame that you're separating yourself from your competitors by saying, "Hey, we're shipping a complete game," and you know, and, <laughs> and everybody's, "Wow, that's amazing!" It's like, yeah, there was a time where you had no choice but to ship a complete game. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Because if you didn't, there'd be hell to pay. You never you know. know. There might there might be a patch or two for it, but you know. But thankfully, all the content that comes with it is the complete game. It's what the creators intended. So, mm. so gotta get. I, see, I just thought it was funny. It was just like, wow. You know, There's nothing new under the sun, folks. No. Nothing new under the sun. You're gonna give that a shot, Desmond. You're gonna give the demo uh, playthrough. Yeah. You think? Yeah, I mean, I've watched a couple of folks play it, you know, on YouTube and stuff. So it looks, it looks like it's a fun game. I mean, some people think, some people were were saying that it looked weird. How it was weird. How it didn't seem organic. How everyone met each other. But I don't know. You know, um, just in some of the some some of the playthroughs that I've seen or the, the, the walkthroughs that I've seen, but I'm definitely going to play it. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a great game. Yeah. I already have a pre-ordered uh, my switch. Unfortunately, like a lot of my material items are in a box right now. Cause I, I packed away the AC adapter. I was planning on keeping it out, but <laughs> since I don't know where the AC adapter is, I'm not going to bother digging through boxes to find it. I think my switch will, will have to wait for a bit. So on that's that, fine but, <laughs> you do right now. But I still have a pre-order because I just want to support Square Enix about uh, bringing games like this out on there. So I'm definitely looking forward to playing it uh, in some time in the future. So I'll have to check it out for sure. I know this might be a hard pass for you, Kevin, because it is turn-based, I believe. So Yeah, I, I really haven't taken a good hard look at the gameplay. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'll do that at some point before the game comes out. But uh, yeah, typically I I shy away from the turn-based game. Yeah, you never know. You got the first three hours to kind of check out for free, so you might want to dabble if you do get time. I know if you didn't have a backlog or something, mm-hmm. then maybe on there. But uh, you know, keep that in mind. We'll probably we'll be talking about this game in the future, though, on the show for sure. So. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, there was a live stream in Japan this past week, uh, transitioning to another news story here. Um, PS4 exclusive Disaster Report 4 Plus. Uh, they showed off some uh, demo of the PlayStation VR section of the game. And if you're not familiar with that, Disaster F- Report 4 Plus, this is the game that if you played the previous games in the series on PS2, um, they 
kind of gotten they're kind of a niche game. So basically, you pay play a survivor in Japan after an earthquake on there. And unfortunately, this game was, was supposed to come out originally for PS3 back in the day, and it was supposed to come out like a week after the big Japanese earthquake happened. So uh, needless to say, the game got canceled and never released. And so now they are working finally on this game to bring it out for PlayStation 4 after all this has been done on there. And so um, if you um, understand the premise, especially in VR, I mean, basically you're being able to play the game in first person and be able to see earthquakes and uh you know, things move in first person view on there. So, you know, granted, this is an optional um, portion of the game, but you should be able to also play the main game, of course, as well on there. Uh, game will be out on October 25th in Japan, exclusively for PlayStation 4. There is no information about a Western release at this time, but we hopefully that it will get a chance to come out on this side of the, the world on there because I don't know if you guys played Disaster Report on the PS2 or played, like, I think Raw Danger was the second one that came out on there, but uh, I just always love the premise of uh, trying to survive uh, the world after an earthquake on there and uh or after a, a big disaster i think uh, there's a lot of like um i think to me kind of like state of the decay type of gameplay where you know after a, a big apocalypse of some sort not dealing with zombies of course you know as far as <laughs> on that uh, any thoughts or have you guys dabbled or are familiar with the, the previous games in the series i've heard about it and i know that it was supposed to come out a while ago but it was held up so yeah i, I knew a little bit about it but I think it could be fun, you know, to to play it. Not really sure, but I will definitely, well, I'll probably try it. Are you going to try it, Joe? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely interested on there, you know. So I just love something that's a little bit out of the ordinary on there, and especially this kind of labor of love for the developer Granzilla because the fact that uh, they were planning on bringing this game out and they weren't able to bring it out because of the fact of the uh, big disaster in Japan, uh, you know, quite a bit of time ago on there. So and uh, um, Granzilla basically is like kind of a shell from the company Irem, if you remember them back in the day on their our type yeah our type amongst other games mm-hmm. on there but uh, that's basically granzilla in a nutshell and I, I you know i love to see that small japanese developers are still producing games and that you know they still get the prominence uh that they do at least a little bit and you know you know last generation we all heard the japan is doomed as far as game development and they've made definitely a big comeback and so just to see this game finally come out i think it's uh something i want to keep my eye on for sure so wasn't there supposed to be a, a game like this with an ultraman bent to it yeah that came out last year on there and kind of similar type of gameplay but the thing the game ran so horrible is like really unoptimized and trying to remember we were talking about i believe on the that was a gamer, gamer husband's uh reveal wasn't it yeah yeah <laughs> You know, I'm trying to remember the name of that game, but yeah, it kind of came out like a wet fart, I would have to say. So mm-hmm. it didn't come out all that well, you know. So wish I remember the game name off the top of my head, but you know, 
you know, either way, this will probably be the better game uh, between that game and this game on there. So, because the other game was almost like kind of crazy, where you're trying to survive Ultraman and Godzilla and everything fighting. But I mean, that's that's a cool. I'm mean, not that not that this one isn't cool, that premise. But I mean, that's a killer premise if it could have been pulled off well. You know, you got Ultraman and Godzilla fighting in the background. And you're just like this regular person just trying to get out of Dodge. I think that that is a cool premise. Not that earthquakes aren't and try, you know, something that's closer to a real life situation would not make a good video game. But that just that's kind of you often wonder when you watch these movies, the focus is always on these giant bigger than life creatures duking it out in the middle of a of a city populated by millions of people. And that's always like the secondary or not even mentioned aspect of those battles. It's like how many how many thousands of people <laughs> lose their lives when, you know, Godzilla and, and, and Mecha Godzilla go at it. You know, it's it's a I, I, I game that kind of looks at it from that perspective, from that normal human being perspective, just trying to, hey, can I make it to the next hour? Uh, it, it just seems so fascinating to me. Uh, the game was called City Shrouded in Shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sounds like out- a game. <laughs> And actually, actually, it's by the same developer of the Disaster Report Force. <laughs> well, surprise, surprise. So, you know, we're talking about, but uh, hopefully it, the Disaster Report 4 is a little bit better than that game because that game was released early. I think Namco Bandai probably wanted it out <laughs> because of whatever reason, and it didn't exactly uh, do any favors on there. So and it hasn't been announced for uh, U.S. released as of yet because, you know, granted, you got to license Godzilla, you got to license Ultraman. So and the game, from what they stated, kind of played almost like a PS3 game on PS4. <laughs> so, so. Well, I'm hoping the Disaster Report 4 comes out and is performs way better. Hopefully they are taking the time to work on this one. So on there. And other news this week. Last news story I want to go and kind of cover at least as far as new games or games that were kind of talked about at E3. Soul Calibur 4, uh, they mentioned the fact that the um, that there might be a new single player mode in the game. On there, mentioned in weekly Fivetu on there. So there's going to be uh, um, a Soul Calibur 6 story milk that's called Soul Chronicle. It appears to be an encapsulation of Soul Calibur as a whole, and it's based on telling a story set through the in universe years between 1583 and 1590 on there. And they're going to do a deep dive in the um, story mode in the game on there. Uh, we'll develop in a variety of different scene styles. There's going to be conversation scenes, 2D and 3D demo scenes, and so on. So they're definitely going to add some meat to this game on there, whether we want to play a story mode in this game. I remember back in the Soul Caliber series, at least in the past, they had like the Chronicles of the Sword mode, and I just loved that mode yeah. back in the day mm-hmm. on that. And they did announce also as well that the character creator is back in Soul Caliber 6. So, so imagine making all your um, you know, Sonic and his, his wonderful friends modes in Soul <laughs> Caliber 6. All the furries you would ever want to make 
in your official 3D fighting game. Uh, they did say that the character creator is back on there. So going online and busting out some craziness on there. So they also talked about the season pass too with the game. We'll add additional characters and other updates uh, post-release on there. So Soul Calibur 6 is going to be coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC on October 19th on there. So So any thoughts, you guys? I know I'm there day one. I got to just get my pre-order in on there. Uh, Any thoughts as far as what platform you guys are going to be playing this on? (laughs) If you're going to buy it? So what platform are you playing on? I'm not going to be buying it. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, no! Like I, I, my fighting game's got to be in a cassette. No, and sorry, in a, in a cabinet. You know, <laughs> at, a, at an arcade. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Just, I, I never really got into playing. You know, uh, fighters on a console. I don't know. Just, I mean. I mean, granted, it's gratifying, you know, whooping your ass, Joe, but still, just, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you, you can't talk ass if you're not going to buy it. <laughs> Why? I can just come to your house and just, like, destroy you in your own home. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> shot fired, shot fired. <laughs> Gauntlet dropped. Oh, oh damn. gosh. Well, I, I'm going to have over time here, now. Now I'm, I'm a single man to go there, <laughs> and I, I'm going to play Soul Calibur, and I'm going to grind you into dust. Getting stronger. What do you got the eye of the tiger now? Huh? huh? You got the eye of the tiger? <laughs> and I know you are you gonna buy it, Kev? Are you gonna buy I need, yeah, I know. Yeah, you, that's, one that's one of the reasons why I'm going through uh uh fight stick dementia right now. It's uh uh I you know Dragon Ball, and I picked up uh, Neo, uh, not Neo Geo, uh, that uh, Blaze Blue cross tag, and uh, Soul Calibur Six. Yeah, that's that's the it's gonna probably gonna be the next fighting game that I pick up. Plus, the over the, the abundance of of uh, Neo Geo fighters that I already have on my on my PlayStation that have yet to be played because uh, I mean I've got a fight sticks that I can use, but you know I, I want a new one. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I want it. yeah, I'm I definitely want it. gonna be getting this getting this game. Probably PS4, right? I know oh, I heard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I don't. Um, I know there's not a big difference. Uh, I, oh well, there's a big big difference. I think typically the PC, from what I've read from people that are really really into it, have the PC has a better online, better connections. But I just feel better playing on a my fighters on a console. There's a. There's still an issue of uh, bots and cheating that goes on with uh, really? certain fighting games on uh, on mm. PC. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be playing on PlayStation. With it. Yeah, uh, one thing um, Nvidia is kind of talking or been showing off a lot of the uh, screenshots and, and video from Soul Calibur Six because it looks effing gorgeous in 4k from what they're saying and as far as the footage from e3 on there they did have a lot of uh footage so hopefully it's maxed out for both xbox one x and also for playstation 4 pro we'll have to see how everything kind of plays out you know obviously the pc version is going to be the better version but you know obviously you have the rig to run it i don't know about my rig you know but <laughs> yeah it, i mean the, the only thing is 
it's that uh, you know with PC you've got there there are there are ways to grief you uh, even though you're not directly connected with the person and I don't want to deal with that I just want to be in a in a party chat where and I goes I got my parameter set so if I'm playing somebody and I beat them. I don't have to. I don't have to see their their BS messages. So yeah, uh, I, that's that's the that's the reason why I'm going to be playing on 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 PlayStation, and it probably would be a, a better overall experience on PC. But uh, the BS factor is just too high. So mm. all right, and last news story. I said we had. No more news stories about games. We do have a news story, though, about GameStop on there. So so hot off the presses, GameStop said Tuesday morning uh, this past week that it's considering alternates, including a sale of the company on there. They said in the statement that it's in exploratory discussions with third parties regarding a potential transaction on there. It's also noted that the exercise may not result in any agreement, and the company isn't planning to talk about until there's something new to say on there. So, of course, when that did get announced this past Tuesday, their uh, stock price kind of spiked up a little bit because of the fact that they are going to get bought out by someone. People are going to want to get paid on there. So uh, the board of Grapevine-based GameStop, which is in the process of searching for a new new CEO, is in discussions with private equity firm Sycamore Partners, which quoted people familiar with the matter on there. Uh, Sycamore has done previous uh, deals at retailers, including Hot Topic, uh, Jones New York, Staples, and Talbots on there. Um, GameStop shares shot up more than 13% on the report on there. So, and mm. uh, in recent years, though, the stock price has been lackluster and it's one of the lowest multiples in retailing as investors have decided that digital gaming is turning it into the next blockbuster video, possibly. So, oh gosh, on there. So, but they have made several changes, of course, you know, with the integration of a lot of the uh, swag and the Think Geek purchase of that, and uh, they are definitely bringing a lot more of that stuff in store on there. Uh, but uh, basically, um, there is a business in flux because they haven't been without a CEO in recent weeks. Their CEO resigned after their uh, last CEO, I think, passed away, I believe, on there. Yeah. So, and I know they got a um, succeeding guy in place just temporarily, Shane Kim, which used to be uh, one of the heads of Microsoft at one point in time. So mm-hmm. on there. So um, so we'll have to see how everything shakes out. You know, I don't know if they're looking to sell because, you know, they have been kind of on the downturn a bit. But uh, I think it's going to be a little while before we see GameStop. Uh, have to go out of business now whether <laughs> you think it's now or later what do you guys think do you think they could stay prominent enough retail wise to be able to still sit, be a valid place to go buy your games I think they can for a while but I mean we got I mean we got these game pass and PS4s thinking about doing their streaming service like, like I said before just as, if this is the wave of the future we might not be buying games at a brick and mortar store anymore and I think I think you know they'll be like okay you know let's you know what's going on you know yeah, I think back in the day and back in the 90s, you know, I remember just going to like software, et cetera, or other stores of that like and seeing, 
you know, rows upon rows of box PC games. And, you know, what do you what do you see at a store with PC games nowadays? You know, GameStop, it's like one little rack, you know. A rack that, of Steam cards. Yeah. And there is <laughs> there is one little rack of physical PC games, but you go look and it's not even a disc in the box, it's a code in the box, you know. So yeah, it's just the way the way of the world, unfortunately. Even at uh, retailers like Target and Walmart, I mean, they are PC games for sale, but it's few and far between on there. And uh, I think in, there had been initiatives to bring some of the games out for physically out on PC, uh, but uh, they haven't exactly. Uh, you know, people are too used to going through Steam now, and Valve has definitely profited off that. And so, um, I could see maybe in the future for consoles, especially with you know Microsoft talking about a uh, streaming console option with the next gen. You know, and also talked about by Ubisoft's president, uh, Guy. Uh, I forgot his last name. Guy Guillermo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, something like that. Oui, oui, molevo. My French is not. Oui, oui. So, so um, talking about streaming becoming more prominent with the next generation of consoles. We'll have to see. I, I think streaming with the next generation is going to be have to get at least in the U.S. get more uh, fiber out there, and you know, not have to rely on uh, mega evil corporations like NBC, Comcast, <laughs> for AT and T for internet. I mean, oh. uh, to me, I think internet. My my mind is should be just like. Um, a public utility, utility, public yeah. utility, yeah, yeah, yeah. is pretty much like that. And you know, if the current administration wants to really fast track and get business going, I think they should make fiber nationwide. I think should be a prominent thing, even in the foothills and even in the out of the way places. You know, they should have a right to have, you know, fast internet. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, yeah. yeah um, GameStop, I I, I kind of wish that there would have been a way because um, I'm a I'm 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 a club member and really particularly when you compared it to what Amazon does and what Best Buy used to do with their gamers with their uh, gamers club unlocked and Amazon's uh, um, uh, Prime uh, benefit. It's. I wish there was a way that they could have folded a discount on new games into what they were doing because the only time I really go to GameStop is if I'm trying to take advantage of a trade deal or a, a trade boost. And there's there when it's time to buy a new game, those I mean those are those options are, are quickly closing on me, but. When it's time to go to buy a new game, it's it's going to be either Best Buy or Amazon because as long as they continue to do that uh, that twenty percent, I know Amazon has a two week window, and Gamers Club Unlocked is going away once uh, uh, my time to- my time is expired. But at least they're going to honor the time, at least that's what they say. Yeah. Uh, so once though once uh, Best Buy goes away. Uh, I'll have to see what see what the retail space looks like. I'm just not ready to fully jump onto this downloadable download my games because I'm still paying $59.99 when I go to the PlayStation store. And there's just no 
financial reason for me to do that when I have cheaper options available to me and that will give me a physical media. Uh, Steam is a PC is a whole different beast, but you know, who's who's paying full price for, for, for PC games? You know, uh, I mean, unless you're just getting them like day one, um, most people are even getting day one games off like CD keys for for fairly substantial discounts now anyway. So, yeah, but, you know, those keys come from like Mother Russia or some other place. Well, you know, get it, get it where you where you can. I, I ask me no questions. I'll tell you no lies. There you I, go. I'm just saying that I have used CD keys and I have had no issues with them. Oh, I know. all the, the games that I've purchased, I've purchased with them, uh, through them have worked, and you know it's. Uh, I know. I, I if if when Rage Two comes out. Um, Depending on depending on what it looks like, I if, if CD Keys got that game for forty three ninety nine or whatever, guess where I'm buying it at? Yeah, <laughs> you got it. Yeah, there's yeah, other key this. resellers out there. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Green Man Gaming's been a good one too. You know, if anyone out there has your favorite key reseller out there, you know, let us know what it is. You know, we're always looking for the best deal out there. So as long as it's there. playable through Steam, that's all I care about. Yep. <laughs> on there but uh you know we'll have to see you know it's just i think it's inevitability that things will go streaming but you got that big internet uh boondoggle in the mix you know with comcast and i know so neutrality and all that lack of thereof yeah i mean i imagine comcast asking for like sony or for microsoft to pay to open up the gates a little bit you know or god forbid you know you as a user have a net cap of some sort of download cap you know and you're sitting there downloading these huge humongous 4k you know xbox one x games you know as far as having to pay that out the door i mean there's gonna have to be a change in the way uh we shop and and use our internet and you know you got to feel for the people out in the rural areas too on there they're not going to be able to game uh, using streaming as well you know so well i think that's also why uh physical media is still going to be around here for a while i mean it, at least for me, as looking at it from the from the end user perspective, I know uh, Guillermo is is an industry leader, so he's obviously got access to to trend data and metrics that we don't have. But just me looking at it just from an end user, when when Walmart is still the number one seller of video games and consoles, uh, you're going to have. Uh, it's going to be hard for people in in podunk middle country to go to to say to to sell them on a streaming only console or a download only console because they don't have the infrastructure for it and trust and believe xfinity will sell you a gamers uh, uh a gamers streaming gamers downloading uh, bundle with your internet at a substantially high package. Thank you. Uh, no net neutrality. That's that's going to happen. Uh, so I think we I think we're still we're we're still a couple generations away from a digital only. Uh, you know, too bad, so sad <laughs> environment. But uh, it, the the writing's on the wall. There's no denying that. And I got to give GameStop credit for struggling to make themselves relevant in this constantly changing industry 
You know, they when they did the Funko Pops and T-shirts and the uh, the socks and the, and the hats and it, it doesn't look like a GameStop when you walk in there. It looks <laughs> like you're at you know uh, uh, what was hot that? Cho- What's that? Hot Topic. Yeah, yeah. it's like a Hot Topic. And when you walk in there now, you know, and they're trying to they're 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 you know throwing a whole bunch of darts and see which one gets closest to the bullseye. So I I, I give them credit for trying to trying to evolve i just wish they could have made their club membership uh, more robust and I, I guess the reason why is they, there just really wasn't a way for them to roll that discount on new games into something else you know yeah what you have to do with them is to wait for the game to get used and then you're able to buy a new 59.99 game for 43.99 but mm. recently they bumped up the price to some of the new used games or the more recent used games from 54.99 to 56.99 because they want to make that last and squeeze that dollar out of the game mm-hmm. yeah. for sure so it's like imagine paying three dollars less if you don't have a, a elite membership on there i mean that's three that's like basically three dollars less to buy used if you don't have the membership and even if you have the membership that comes out to like a little under 50 56 bucks mm-hmm. on there so and you know people worry about supporting the publisher i've been as far as the trade credit i've gotten from gamestop as of late i've been focusing on games that retail for under 40 bucks on there because i know with the discount and the trade credit i'm getting i'm not going to worry about as much getting and buying a game for like 32 dollars versus 40 bucks especially if the trade credit isn't going to be more of an incentive for me to uh, you know buy it for the full retail price on there. So that's why I've been kind of approach I've been taking with buying and pre-ordering games from GameStop. And to me, that's also a, another side of the coin where I'm actually helping these smaller publishers with the pre-orders. Cause I know the pre-orders really help in that aspect as well. So mm-hmm. on there, I'm talking about pre-ordering stuff like, you know, red faction remastered and the uh, Shenmue one and two and, you know, stuff like that, you know, Games like Rad Rad Rogers and other indie niche stuff, uh, Strange Brigade too, as well. Mm. Strange Brigade, not Strange Brigade as well, not Strange Brigade two. One hasn't come out yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Any thoughts, Desmond? Are we done deal on this bad boy? I would say yeah. It was a done deal. All right. That's our news. Well, all right then there, Joe. Thank you for bringing us our news nuggets for the week. And uh, contact. You can reach us at our respective Twitters. Uh, I am at Shonuff71, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. Joe can be reached at Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. And Dez can be reached at the Nemo 6, T-H-E-N-E-M-O, the number 6, is where you can find us there. And on our on the gaming sphere, we're at, on PlayStation Network. I am Shonuff7, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 7. Joe is Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. And uh, Dez is Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. You can also find us on Xbox Live. I am Shonuff071. Joe is Mr. Fongul. And Dez, you are, are you the Nemo, are you, you're Nemo Tigger on, on Xbox Live. I am. As well. 
you can also find me uh, I'm at Shonuf71 on Steam as well, but uh, uh, you're better off reaching me <laughs> either on Twitter or on yeah. console. <laughs> I'm just being honest. But um, And if you've heard any, something that you want to give us feedback on, uh, express your opinions on uh, this wonderful hobby of gaming, or want to be on the show yourself, we are an interactive podcast. We want to be that way with our listeners. You can send us an email. Send it to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Let us know your opinions, thoughts, or if you'd like to be a part of the show, where, where, the, where, the, where the sausage is made, where the magic happens. You can be a part of that as well. So, uh, game night. Uh, I know it's been a long time since we've done an official game night. Have we made the decision that in the, from, in the future there, it's going to be on Saturdays? Yeah, that's the consensus. The consensus. Is, okay. is Saturday is the best for you guys because you know before we're doing Thursdays, and so I don't know if that's something uh, that would be better, or you think Saturdays would work out the best. I think I think Saturday is probably the best. Saturday, okay. Saturday, Saturday in the park. Okay, that's probably too old for most of the folks listening. <laughs> no, I, I, I get you right there, man. <laughs> people dancing, people. Okay, don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> So our game nights are going to be Saturdays at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Is that the agreed upon time? Yes, yep. you got it. All right. So you can. It, we will be tweeting out uh, our our notifications. So keep an eye out at our ver uh, at our uh, listed Twitter handles. We'll be sending that out. And be sure to join us every Saturday at 6 p.m. Um, we're we're open to just about to play just about anything i think general the general multiplayer du jour right now would be i don't know maybe uh destiny 2 but if you're playing uh h1z1 or uh something of the like let us know what you want to play and uh, we will be I'm sure we will be able to get a hold of that game if we don't already have it yeah. and uh, be able to interact with our listeners that way. I was thinking about playing Division again to get some of the shields and stuff for Division 2, so that might be something to think about. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that is uh, on Games Pass right now. So for those of you Games Pass utilizers, that might be a, uh, that may be a game night coming up here yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, and I believe the game... Um, Division Season Pass is also on sale right now on Xbox. So there you go. There you go. So I think we'll be bringing this episode to a close. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on Gaming Vessels. I am Kevin, aka Shonuff71. He is the Food Max of Gaming Trader Joe, and that is Des the Bay Area Terror. And we will be back next week. Peace. No three hours this time. No. <laughs> <laughs>